0: Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host Stephen Edwards and today I'm delighted to be joined by Sarah Shureb from the Buffalo Buttes and Catherine Tomaselli of the Boston Pride. First up is Sarah Shureb. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Sarah Shureb from the Buffalo Buttes. Sarah, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Thanks for
1: having me, Steve. It's going good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing really well. It's almost towards the end of another week, which basically means one thing for me, and that's NWHL action at the weekend. I'm sure you can't wait for that as well.
1: Oh, we're excited, that's for sure. Last game of the season, or of the year, I should say.
0: This is it, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy to think about that just before we uh, get to know you a little bit better, but I mean, we're already in December, almost um, on the holiday season, and obviously I'm sure the team are looking to uh, close out this part of the season with a win.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's always good to end on a high note before um, a couple week break. So that's what we're hoping to do this weekend.
0: Um, Let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey?
1: Um, I grew up in Livonia, Michigan. So it's like southern Michigan, the Mm -hmm. Detroit area. And um, I started when I was about nine years old because I I watched my brother and I was always at the rink with him. And yeah, I just fell in love with the game, and I had to try it out. And so finally tried it out, and been playing ever since.
0: Uh, being from that sort of area, did you grow up being a Red Wings fan?
1: Oh yeah, go <laughs> go Wings all the way.
0: <laughs> I think you've got to, haven't you? If you're you're from that area, you've really got no choice.
1: Oh yeah, and yeah, such a great franchise and a lot of history with that team. So it's hard not to hard not to love them.
0: Well, this is it. I mean, around about the sort of time period when you was born, that was one of their heydays in the 90s. So, uh, yeah, it's a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. It was nice uh, growing up and watching like Steve Iserman and Nick Lindstrom. And I know there was a bunch of great people before them too. So it's been fun to watch.
0: Absolutely. And did you excel at any other sports alongside hockey growing up?
1: Uh, I played soccer and I played softball, but hockey has always been my main sport. And, like, yeah, softball was the only sport I played in high school other than hockey.
0: So after your high school, um, obviously you're looking to play college hockey. Was Adrian College your only option or was that your top choice or were there other suitors as well?
1: Uh, there were a couple other options, but Adrian basically had my eye from the very beginning um, of the process and just like from academic wise and hockey wise and at being close to home, I felt like it was a no brainer to choose Adrian.
0: And what do you remember most about your time there?
1: Oh, so many good times there, but just like my teammates that I played with, I I often think how lucky I was to get to play with the people I did there and all the coaches I met and all the people in the community. It's such a small town and it's like a really close knit group there. And I just, it was so lucky to be part of the hockey community there.
0: Absolutely. And and talking about like from a college standpoint, um, Dan and Wayne asked a similar question around moving from college hockey to the NWHL. Wayne says, what was your experience like? And Dan asked, what was your biggest adjustment making that move from the college ranks to professional hockey? The
1: biggest adjustment probably coming from like D3 hockey to, um, the NWHL, NWHL, is probably like the speed and the speed of the game and the strength of the girls. That's my biggest adjustment. It's just a faster paced game and you really have to know what you want to do with the puck before you get it. And, um, just try not to get knocked off the puck as easily. And just, I've been working out in the gym. So hopefully, um, can start staying on my feet a little bit more. But yeah, I think that's probably like the biggest adjustments I personally had to make jumping from uh, college hockey to now.
0: Did you have any thoughts about what you might want to do once you left college? Were you looking at professional hockey potentially being an option for you?
1: Yeah, I definitely wanted to play after college. At first, I was looking in Europe to play though. Um, I never really thought that WHL would be a possibility for me. Uh, once Europe, I, I contacted a couple teams in Europe and none of them ended up working out. And, um, my coach from Adrian actually told myself, Kristen Lewicki and mm-hmm. Kaylin Shroka to all go to the Buttes tryout. And we were like, we we want to keep playing we have nothing to lose. So we went there and we ended up getting offered a contract and again, a no brainer to say yes to the deal.
0: Is it special or at what point even more special because all three of you have all signed all for the Buttes?
1: I think it is it's it's always nice sharing this experience with um some good friends and old teammates and still current teammates, so it's definitely been nice to like move out here with them. We live together, we work together, and we play together, so it made the uh adjustment much easier than coming out here by myself I guess.
0: Have any players kind of helped you with that adjustment, players that have obviously been on the Butte's for a while?
1: Oh yeah, um a couple of the players, especially the ones from around the Buffalo area, they've been very helpful in like showing us around town and just making us feel welcome. And yeah, just it's it's cool playing with good players like them and they've really showed us the ropes of like this level of play.
0: What's it like playing under an NHL veteran like Craig Mooney?
1: It's really cool. I, I mean, he's obviously knows a lot and mm-hmm. um he's a really great coach and he like cares about all of us and he can really tell that and it's just fun like hearing from someone that knows so much about the game and learning a lot from him.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, Craig played with some of the, the greats of the game. I've known Craig a while in one facet or another. So I'm I'm sure he's imparted knowledge, not only onto yourself, but various players across the team since he's been involved with the Buttes organization. Oh, yeah. Opening day, scored your very first goal. What did that mean to you, first goal in professional hockey? Oh,
1: uh, it was a bit of a reliever. Um, <laughs> it was exciting, though, for sure, like getting to experience it again with my college linemates, like, mm. We were all out there so that was cool and just getting that first point just it was kind of a confidence booster for the first game so been taking that and just rolling with it for these last seven games that we played.
0: I hear from a lot of players it's always good to get that first one under your belt whether it be your your first goal in professional hockey or your first goal of the season.
1: Yeah for sure yeah it's, it's like I said it's definitely a huge confidence booster and helps a lot.
0: Did you set yourself any personal goals coming into this season?
1: Um, Personal goals, I would just say like, I mean, over the summer, I was really working on my speed just because, like I said, I knew it was going to be a faster game. So just trying to get the speed up. And I think that's one of my goals that I mean, still, still obviously trying to work on. But yeah, I would say that's like my biggest personal goal.
0: Talking about the debuts as a whole, um, obviously just before we go into this, this final game before the break, what's your assessment of the season so far for the team?
1: Yeah, we've, we've definitely had our ups and downs. Um, we're obviously looking to get that win before the break, but I mean, I'm not worried about, I know we have a really good team, and I know we're going to push it to the last game and all the way up to the, final game, so I'm not too worried yet um because like I said, I know we have a good team that and we're gonna figure it out eventually.
0: Is it one of those things because obviously you're playing on a team as the defending champions that so you want a part of that at the end of the season, much like you've seen with the the banner ceremony this year
1: oh yeah after after being a part of the ceremony and just watching the team from last year accept their rings and raise the banner it definitely like sets a fire and all of us and I know I know, I want I want that to be this team this year again and uh, make history and do a repeat of the Isabel Cup champion.
0: It's going to be interesting to see exactly how that pans out. I mean at the moment everyone's trying to chase the riveters but it is a long season yet.
1: Yes yep we still have over half the season and you just got you got to take it one game at a time and so someone will get them and that will be us.
0: There you go. I think everyone at the moment is wants to be the first that knocks off those riveters this season, I think.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: What's your favourite thing about being in the NWHL?
1: I think just playing with such talented female hockey players, like some of the best in the game. It's really fun being out there with them, watching them, playing against them. And I think that's been my favourite part so far. And also... Um after playing or seeing the game in Rochester when we played the riveters, just seeing all the young the young girls in the stands and how they look up to the n w h l like that's what it's all about just um just for that next generation and and it's fun like uh paving the way for them.
0: How much does it mean to you to be considered a role model?
1: It definitely means a lot you know, I mean, I never really thought that would. Be something this early on in my life mm-hmm. that I could be considered, but it's definitely it definitely means a lot, like more than I can put into words. Honestly,
0: let's move away from hockey for a moment. Some quick fire questions for you. um Obviously, Star Wars has, has opened up this week. So, is it Star Wars or Star Trek for you?
1: Oh man, I I, I can't lie. I'm honestly I've never seen any Star Trek movies or any Star Wars movies. Wow. Yeah, I, I, that's the reaction I get from everyone. I, I'm going to put it on my list of movies to watch eventually.
0: Okay, well, we'll let you off on that one, but we'll stay on movies for a moment. And have you got a favorite hockey movie?
1: Uh, definitely Miracle, 100%.
0: Incredible movie, obviously based on the true story of the, the 1980 Olympics. And I think all of us can look on that as just being a great movie, a great story, and obviously the biggest upset in international hockey history.
1: Oh, for sure. Definitely gives me the chills every time I watch it.
0: One last thing, and this was something that I did find out about you. I've heard you got a bit of a singing voice. <laughs>
1: um, I I would like to think I do. Um, many of my friends would say otherwise, but yeah, yeah, I would say I do.
0: Sarah, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you, and I'd like to wish you and the team a very happy holidays.
1: Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays.
0: Great stuff from Sarah. Now time for Catherine Tomaselli. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Catherine Tomaselli from the Boston Pride. Catherine, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going?
2: It's going really well. I uh, just got out of work. How
0: are you? I'm doing very well. Um, I yeah. I suppose you could call it work today. I've been doing a fair amount of interviews and on one show or another. So, um, yeah, I, I think you could call that work. Yeah. <laughs> so before we talk about the pride, and um, let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up, and when did you first start playing hockey?
2: Uh, wow, well, okay. So I grew up in Rhode Island. Um, my family moved to Florida when I was about 12 or 13. Um, and I actually started hockey a little bit later than others. Um, I played soccer until I was about 14, and decided I hated it out of nowhere and um kinda just saw a flyer that, you know, suggested some street hockey and I kinda presented it to my parents saying this is something that, you know, my brothers and I can we can all do together even though it was really kind of just so I didn't have to play soccer anymore. But uh yeah, so I started playing hockey when I was fourteen.
0: How is it down there at the moment, say compared to what it was like when you first picked up the game? Because it's not a traditional hockey hotbed. Let's put it that way.
2: Um, definitely really easier. I mean, when I was fourteen, um, there was really nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to, you know, I like to bring my skates home when I come, go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving, or, um, and there, the, the closest ring to me is about an hour and uh, an hour and a half away. Um, and even there, they really just have like some some junior teams for boys, and but it's great because I go out and I do public skating sometimes, and you know there's tons of little girls that are skating with hockey skates, not just figure skaters. Yeah. So pretty cool to see.
0: I mean, hopefully with the the NWHL and the increased exposure of the league, that I'm sure should help other states and our programs, and obviously get more girls playing hockey.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're going to have girls. I think even in the NWHL, there are five or six girls from Florida. Um, you know, I think it gives, gives girls the, the idea that they can do more with their lives. They don't need to stay in Florida just because of what's going to happen after college. You know, they have the opportunity to, to play in amazing D3, D1 schools and still get, still get a chance to keep playing even after they graduate.
0: That kinda of leads me on to my next question. Um, did you think you'd be able to play professional hockey after college?
2: Um, it's kinda of funny because after my last season I was thinking, you know, I love hockey more than anything, but I don't know. I mean, I've I've always been so focused on school and what I'm gonna do afterwards and and I just kinda of didn't really like think about it and one of my teammates at the time was kinda of like, What are you doing, Catherine? Like put put your name in, you know. Email someone, just don't give up on yourself just yet. And so I was like, all right, well, I guess an email won't hurt. And then, you know, here I am.
0: What do you remember most about your time on and off the ice at Union College?
2: Um, I think what I remember the most really was there are going to be a lot of hard times. Um, Union, we struggled um, for most of my career, really. But I think, you know, you learn grit and you learn that positivity really just beats everything else and being a good teammate in person is is way better than just being a great hockey player and having a great record and um we sometimes we learn that the hard way. But uh but I think it was really it really helped to become the person I am and you know, you no matter where you are, whether it's N W H L or whatever, you you know, being a good person and being a good teammate comes first and you know, I really think that I I did learn that from Union, and um, and of course, like, hard work, you know, it, it was a tough school, and it's always hard, no matter what you're, you know, you're in for uh, education, and, and you're playing a D1 sport, so definitely that, too.
0: So let's talk about a Pride. This is your second season with a team. How does this year compare to your rookie season from a personal standpoint?
2: Uh, uh, last year, um, we had, I think, like, six, seven, maybe eight Olympians on it, so, um, and they were older than I was, and uh, I, I had actually almost never skated on the ice with any of them. Uh, maybe Carpenter a couple times, but that was it. So um it was a really cool experience for me Um just to get to meet them and skate with them and just see how elite they are. Um And so I think I was a little starstruck last year, maybe. Um, but this year, it's been a pretty cool experience because you kind of, I don't know, I've kind of noticed... Everyone else on my team that maybe wasn't Olympian is still so elite and still such great people and yeah, so I guess that's 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 been my take on the two seasons is that everyone that I've come across has just been so great, whether we're Olympian, whether, you know, stars and WHL, it doesn't doesn't quite matter at this uh at this level.
0: No, absolutely. And I think from my point of view, I think it's an opportunity for, for new stars to shine whilst the Olympians are away.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Do you have any game day rituals, and have they changed in the times since you started playing hockey?
2: Um, yeah. When when I first started, I feel like I had all these different rituals. I had to have my stick taped, you know, in a certain manner and in a certain time frame before the game. An hour before I begin watching NHL clips of Pavel Duke or you know, cool things like that, just to get me hyped up. And um, as I was kind of a senior at Union and in the past two seasons with the Pride, I've kind of realized that like before games, I think the best way just to get pumped up is just to have fun with your teammates and, you know, get in a really good mood and get excited to be with them and fight with them for the next hour. So so as of now, I actually really don't have any traditions before a game or superstitions <laughs> or anything. I just kind of go with the flow and I think that's been treating me pretty well.
0: I heard you mention Ned, uh Pavel Daschuk so any other players you've enjoyed as well.
2: Well, I'm a huge Bruins fan, so, um, you know, the Bergerons and uh, currently the McAvoy's. I mean, everyone on that team I could call a favorite player, but, you know, if you want to kind of get pumped up by by some, you know, sweet hands or incredible breakaways and stuff, then, I mean, there's no one else you really want to watch other than Dotsy.
0: How do you pass the time on a road trip?
2: Uh, Well, so far we've had a trip to Buffalo, um, which is long it's so long um and it's so much longer than you think it is really when you when you first get on the bus but um uh well I'd probably start by eating i think uh I think I try to eat for as long as I can that usually takes about an hour and a half um, uh, i I never nap on the bus can never nap so um luckily for me that day the Bruins were on at like 2 pm so I got to see them play and then union had a game on at four so i put on my hot spot and watch them play um then I probably eat again
0: I, I don't see a problem with that I mean it's just the hockey and food that that's absolutely <laughs> fine that's one way to pass time
2: right I mean I think it's the best the best way and probably the only way to pass time
0: <laughs> I think my eight-year-old would agree he's a, a huge hockey fan much like myself and um I think if I literally said to him all you could do is watch hockey and eat food I think you would be just okay
2: you know, what? I'd hope that anyone would be, really. You know, maybe toss in a nap here and there if you can. But other than that, what is there, really?
0: <laughs> Let's move back to the um, to the Pride. What's your thought on the Pride season so far? Because you're back to winning ways lately.
2: I think everything has been the same. You know, getting pucks to the net, being gritty, uh, you know, being strong on our sticks, being there for each other. But I think the difference in the past two games has been how much fun we've had. Right. Um and I think, like, the chemistry between us, uh, I think it's just getting stronger since the beginning of the season, and now we're kind of, we're on this, you know, this road where we're all on the same page, and we're having so much fun out there, and, you know, that's really that's really all you can do, and, you know, you always play a much better hockey game when you're having fun, so, um, yeah, I can tell the difference in, in that way in the past two games.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting to see, like, how the league's panning out at the moment, because, obviously, yourselves, the the Whale and the Buttes are on two wins at the moment and you've got the Vivitoss on six and everyone's kind of shooting for them at the moment and trying to be the first team that takes them down.
2: Yeah, it's, it's cool. And it's, and it's an interesting place to, to be in because last year we were them. And so it's kind of cool for it to be flipped and, um and, you know, it's, I think any, any challenge is a good opportunity. And this year, you know, we went 0-3 first and, and we were faced with this this, and it was really just an opportunity to to be the underdog and then, you know, kick butt. And we have, and we overcame that. And, you know, now this Saturday we face another really great opportunity and it's stepping up against, you know, last year's Boston Pride, the team that everyone wants to take down. So, um, I think it'll be a really good challenge for us and, uh, something that we're definitely ready for at
0: this point absolutely and and one final thing just before i let you go i had one of your teammates on the podcast a little while ago Paige harrington who compared your jerseys to pretty much being on the dark side so with that in mind and star wars just come out is it star wars or star trek for you
2: oh See, I have, I have family, I have friends that are just so diehard Star Wars. If I ever said Star Trek, I don't even know if I'd be invited home for Christmas, so <laughs> Star Wars it is for me.
0: <laughs> With that in mind, I'd like to thank you for joining me today, Catherine. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'd like to wish you and the team and your family a very happy holidays.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Um, yeah, happy holidays, and uh, excited to get back to some action after the break.
0: Great stuff from Catherine, and that just about wraps up tonight's episode. I'd like to thank Sarah and Catherine for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at WHDigest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.